I'm your host, Savannah McIntosh, and we are back with the Event Buzz podcast presented by Purple Pass. Meet Megan Benson, better known as the doctor of fun. She has made it her mission to infuse fun back into the corporate mindset so people are more engaged and happier at work. Known for her signature leadership development game shows, she has studied leadership, communication, engagement, and personal growth for over 18 years. She is also the author of Let's Get Serious About Having Fun and has been featured on NBC, Fox, iHeartRadio, just to name a few. Hi, Megan. Welcome to the show and thanks for joining us today. How are you doing? I am great. Thank you, Savannah, for having me. Awesome. Well, I already briefly introduced you to our listeners, but to start, I did want to ask you, you know, the question that maybe everyone has when they kind of learn about your story is why you chose to walk away from your corporate career and and start this new business as the doctor of fun. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It's the question of... uh, Sometimes I still ask myself that question. (laughs) But I mean, truthfully, it was kind of born while I was in the corporate world. Um, I worked for a very corporate, corporate... (laughs) type job. Um, I was in pharmaceutical sales and um, part of my role was doing trainings for for doctors, veterinarians and, and their staff. And um, one thing I noticed was just the level of stress and um, burnout and lack of engagement at a lot of these meetings and trainings. And Um, so I started taking a different approach to what I was doing and it got noticed within my company enough so that they started flying me all over to different parts of the country to do these types of trainings for other, other territories. And I started realizing how much fun I was having and that this was really a gift of mine and feeling like, okay, I should just do this full time. And I proposed, you know, that they create a position where that was all that I do. (laughs) Dream job, right? Um, Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there there was other priorities there. And so I kind of started on the side a little bit. They knew that I was doing this on the side. And so I kind of had one foot in each, you know, one foot on the dock and one foot on the boat. And there came a point where I just, I had to choose. And so I chose to take the leap and I walked away from my 14 year corporate career. It was a fortune 100 company. I mean, it was, it was a great job, Um, Mm -hmm. but I had to take a chance on me and what my heart was pulling me to and what I felt my gift was. So Mm -hmm. that's the story. (laughs) And it's safe to say, are you're glad you took that chance? Oh my gosh. I feel like a new person. It's crazy. And it just, it just reiterates the whole, my whole, what I believe and what I teach. And that is when you have fun with what you are doing, it takes it to a whole new, like it's not work anymore. You know, it's, it's fun. I, I was never a morning person. And all of a sudden I'm waking up at four 30 in the morning. (laughs) Ready to go. I bet that's a little too early, but it is, I can't help it. I wake up, I'm excited. I, there's just so much to do and I can't wait to do it. 
That's so awesome. I really wanted to ask that question and hear your story because I just know there are so many people out there that probably feel or felt the same way you did before you kind of followed this passion and this dream. So I just think it's important to for people to hear that they can do it and that it's achievable. And I mean, you can have fun and while you work, which is what you specialize in. <laughs> that is true. And it, you know, I'll say this too, because it definitely takes, it's been hard. I mean, running your own business is definitely hard. Yeah. Um, but I will say there are, there are ways to incorporate fun into the job that you have, you know, I mean, there was a point like even before I left my job, that was one of the hardest decisions I ever had to make because I was having fun with what I was doing. It was a great job, but I felt like I was needed in this arena. You know, like I left the corporate world to give back to the corporate world. Does that make sense? You know, yeah. like I, I left there because I felt like I have a mission now. Like I can see the importance of this. And I want to fuel this back into the corporate mindset that it is okay to have fun at work. And that's what actually gives people passion and motivation and drive to, to keep doing the hard stuff. Yeah. And how have the last few years been since everything with COVID and stuff? And I know, I mean, we all switched to virtual life, basically. So have you been doing a lot of virtual events or helping with a lot of virtual events and engagement when it comes to online? Yes, for sure. Um, there are, I mean, Zoom fatigue is a real thing. And oh, so yeah. a lot of different strategies with making online meetings fun, um, hosting a lot of online meetings for different businesses. Um, but yes, also doing some live stuff, which has been great, especially recently getting a lot more into being in person again. Yeah. And I mean, at least right now, I off I see a big pushback, um, not just with, from virtual events and conferences, but meetings within companies, like you mentioned, um, Zoom. Employees don't want to sit on a long lecture style meeting so I wanted to ask, what are some strategies you might have for making meetings fun, whether that's with clients or employees, but that are virtual? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you said, we are, we're finally able to start coming together again and having live meetings, but there's still plenty of us that are meeting virtually. Um, and we're also in a time where people have sort of become work zombies, you know, we're overdosed on stress and mm -hmm. have really bad BO and I, that's burnout. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're a, a meeting planner, I think it is super important to know about some of these stats. Mm -hmm. So in the U S right now, companies lose $550 billion every year from lack of engagement. And 61% of people are burned out on the job and 81% say that they're considering leaving their wow. job. So when it comes to meetings, we really need to step up our game because we cannot be suffering from lack of funitis. <laughs> That's what I call lack of funitis. And there are so many misguided theories out there about what drives results but there, there's a lot of data out there now that actually reveals a different story. And the real way 
I like to say the real way to get serious results is to get serious about fun. Because when people are engaged and having fun, profits have been proven to go up by 21%. Turnover goes down by 59%. I mean, these stats are real and they're huge and impactful. Morale goes up, motivation goes up, people buy in. And that's usually the whole purpose of having a meeting is to get people bought in. So I like to suggest to turn your meetings into weedings because it's <laughs> it's not just about you. It's not just a me thing, you know, it's a we thing. So don't be chairman of the board, B-O-R-E-D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, yeah. And the other thing um, in regards to we've gotten so comfortable with working virtually. I am also seeing, I've been talking to my sister and this is happening to her with her work. Um, they're getting their employees to return back to the office. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was wondering if you also had any tips for kind of how to make, how can businesses make this transition better for their employees, you know, and bringing them back? Because I know a lot of people aren't, you know, it's the office. No one wants to go in. It's, it's not associated with a good time or fun, you know, (laughs) right. It's called work. I mean, that's part of the problems we call work, work. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I I mean, there's so many different things you can do. I mean, just in regards to meetings, because a lot of, a lot of companies, you know, when we're gathering again or calling people back into the office, um, we're, they're still holding meetings. I mean, they're, I can't remember the the numbers, but I know during the pandemic, like the number of meetings that people attended, like doubled or tripled something crazy, mm-hmm. you know? And so as people are coming back into the office, it, we've lost our social skills, some of us, you know, because oh we're gosh, so yeah. used to just being checked out um, or just on a computer screen in a little box. So I always say, if you can involve, get people involved. Um, so if you're holding a meeting you don't always have to, it doesn't always have to be focused on the work part of it. And this is where, this is where a lot of employers and managers have a really hard time because they feel like if we're not focused on work all the time, then we're goofing off and work's not getting done. But what the data shows is that when you allow people a little leeway and a little fun they are so much more product productivity goes up, you know, they're, they're more motivated. So I like to, you know, you can inject random trivia. People love winning. You can have little games or contests. Um, and it's really a great way to get attention when people are typically checking out during a meeting is to throw some random trivia question up on the board. Uh, and if you don't want to spend money on prizes, I've done this before. You, you give out prizes. Um, they have to like reach in a basket, you know, and you have a bunch of little pieces of paper that have a prize or, a, you know, written on it. And I've done silly things like a free hug or a pat on the back from everyone around you or a standing ovation, you know, and it's just to make people laugh and get people That's cute. feeling like, okay, this isn't so serious because when people are allowed to just be themselves and, you know, not be so hard on themselves. They're more willing to try new things, to be more innovative, not so worried about making mistakes. Yeah. But there's a lot of advantages to just, you know, easing off the micromanagement and creating an atmosphere of trust. 
Yeah, I totally agree. I am not a serious person. So when when I'm in a, like, a super professional environment, it's just not... I just not... It's not my cup of tea. So I agree with that. I would be way more relaxed if there's games and interacting and it's, it's okay to have fun. But that's yeah. just me. Everyone's different. But yeah, I agree. Well, and I think... I think that, you know, people just want to feel like people want to feel comfortable and they want to, I think we produce our best work when we're like in our zone, Mm -hmm. you know? And so if we, if we feed people things that allow them to be in their zone rather than forcing people to operate in these boxes or the set of rules, um, yeah, it takes away from a lot of that creativity. Music is another great way to, you know, break the break the ice to get mm-hmm. people. It brings energy and shift a mood and a heartbeat. I love incorporating music into. Yeah, and I was um, just learning a little bit about you and looking at your website, and uh, you mentioned your signature leadership development game shows. Can I ask what those are? That yeah. sounds great. It sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> I love games. Let's just start with that. And I have been making games my whole life. I even my mom has funny stories when I was a little kid and I'd be on the floor of my room and she could never find the tape and I always, you know, was had the tape. I was ta- making some crazy game. Anyway, so <laughs> I love creating ways for people to learn in a fun way. And I have created these different, um, I call them leadership development game shows. And what I can do with that, it's basically your classic game shows, you know, Wheel of Fortune, Family Feud, Jeopardy, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? I can actually take your content. So if you're a company, you're trying to do a training for your staff, uh, I can plug that information into these game shows. And so it makes the training that much more fun and interactive. Or I have my own topics and I'm a huge believer in personal growth and personal development. And so I have different topics that, you know, I call leadership development. And so I can incorporate those into game shows. And so it makes, you know, here we are playing a game show, but people are actually learning about personal responsibility and accountability and communication and things that are important and vital to better business. So that's mm-hmm. what those are. <laughs> I mean, it sounds great. <laughs> it's, it's so much fun. It really is. And people get so excited and so into it. And and they remember, they remember so much better. I mean, retention from gamification. Gamification increases engagement. I think it's like 60%, but the retention level that people, if you're trying to teach people something, if, if you just stand in front of a room and regurgitate talking points. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's in one ear and out in another. So gamification is a tremendous way to get people engaged, remembering and having fun. Yeah. Because you're actually having to do something and kind of connecting the dots while you're doing it. So I, I agree. That's how I learn. Definitely a hands-on person where I have to do it. I cannot, I don't retain information from just sitting and listening. There is a uh, chart, it's called the learning pyramid and you can look this up and the very bottom of the pyramid is 
where the least amount of retention is. And that is from lecture type format. And then if you, you know, play a video or something that people have to listen to, it goes up a little bit. Um, but if people are involved in the training somehow and participating, it goes up quite a bit. And then the highest level of retention is when you have to teach it back. So game shows kind of give that opportunity because people mm-hmm. have to come up with the information on their own. And so when you're working with businesses, like basically for a business listening right now, how how would um, you work with them? Like you attend their meetings or you host them or you help them kind of create these engaging meetings? Yes. <laughs> to all, all of the above. All of the above. <laughs> so depending on the level of your need, I can be a consultant. I can, you know, bounce ideas. We can keep it as simple as that. If you want to implement yourself, I have templates and things I can send you. I can host. I can come in and, and host your meeting. I can host a game show. I can do it virtually. I can do it live. Uh, I can be a speaker for your for your meeting. So yes, there's all different levels of ways I can help if that is needed. Absolutely. I have a huge vault of ideas. I I have so (laughs) It sounds like it. (laughs) (laughs) You're ready to go. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And when you... So before you start working with people or even just as a, you know, on the side watching virtual meetings now or in-person meetings or anything... What are some of the biggest mistakes you tend to see when it comes to hosting these events? Because I'm sure your brain is constantly like, well, you could do that. You can fix that. So what are the biggest mistakes you see these planners make? Oh, geez. You know, (laughs) I mean, when you put on a meeting or an event, you have a golden opportunity in front of an audience. I mean, you've got people sitting there ready to eat up whatever you have to present, to share. So do not squander it by putting people to sleep. I mean, why would you put on a meeting that bores people to death? It's like writing with a broken (laughs) pencil. It's pointless. (laughs) It's my little joke for the day. Um, Yeah. So that drives me crazy when, when meeting planners or when people that are running a meeting, when they're just standing up in front of the room, talking, you know, I'm not totally against PowerPoint. I use PowerPoint, but when like all their slides are just exactly what they're saying and it's all these tiny words and it just use pictures, use things that are going to engage different senses for people, get people participating. That kind of stuff drives me crazy. I don't know how often you look out at your attendees to see how engaged they are. Are they sitting up and leaning in? You know, are they showing emotion or are they checking their phones or are they slouching down in their seats? So you really have to be in tune and pay attention to what's going on with your, with your audience. And, and I mean, if fun is a serious business, it, it does not always come easy. It really doesn't just happen. It takes purposeful planning. Mm-hmm. And that might be why, you know, some people don't place importance on it because it's a lot easier to just plan a boring meeting and just stand up there and yeah regurgitate your meeting slogan you know it really takes effort to make boring things fun but the reward is too great to ignore so take the time to make it memorable make the impression lasting 
Yeah. And I could be wrong, but I, I do think that it's also really important to consider your audience because I don't think every audience type is going to have the same idea as like what is fun for them. Right. You know what that's I mean? True. Like mm-hmm. there might be an extra goofy audience. There might be one that's a little bit more professional, but they want to have fun. But there's like a line. You know what I mean? So. Yes. And I think you're bringing up a good point here because a lot of people, when they hear the word fun, you know, they might think, oh, we're talking about, you know, being goofy and yeah. putting on costumes and, you know, I don't know. <laughs> and, okay. But sometimes that's fun. Um, <laughs> but it's more about, I mean, when you talk about fun and professionalism, it's not necessarily about being childish and not taking work seriously. Mm-hmm. It's about being in a happy mental state so that you can give your business your best. Because when people are having fun, they're more likely to trust you and be willing to move in your direction. So fun can have different meanings because what's fun to an introvert might not be fun to an extrovert. So absolutely pay attention to your audience, know your audience. And, you know, you've got to just find ways to get people engaged. Yes. And I just think I really wanted to talk to you because I think what you're doing is so important. And it's also just bringing the awareness to light that um, these people are people and not numbers. And, you know, you can't just talk to them it's important to not just give them, you know, this fun time, but also to be aware that, you know, you need as a employee employer, it's important to understand that they have, you know, you need to look out for their mental state. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes. The best type of employees are going to be the happy ones. Exactly. And that's, that is, Savannah, that is exactly (laughs) what this is all about because I like to say adopt an attitude of latitude, okay? Because when you lighten up, it allows for better teamwork, better communication, Mm -hmm. less pressure, less conflict. I mean, people feel safe to be themselves and to contribute and stress levels go down. And yeah, mental wellness and workplace well-being is a very important topic. And I mean, the stats are so real about people just burning out and we spend more time at our jobs than anywhere else. Mm -hmm. So we've got to place importance on this. Yeah. And it's not just about putting a ping pong table in the break room. You know, it's really creating a culture of trust and a safe environment for people to feel like they can just be themselves and and have some fun with what they're doing. Yeah. And I'm glad this is finally being talked about and it's uh, becoming um, more and more of a thing, taking care of our mental health yes. outside of work and inside of work because it's important and it's going to make better a better workplace environment, better events, better outcome, like you said. Completely. So, you yeah. know, and as attendees uh, or as people, we have a responsibility in that too. So it's not just up to our employer to make things fun for us and to make our jobs fun for us. We have to not take ourselves so seriously, you know, and allow for that vulnerability and being able to laugh at our own mistakes and appreciate other people's mistakes, you know, and not be so hard and judgmental on other people as well. So it's definitely a two-way street. Yeah. 
110%. I agree with you. And I, again, I think what you're doing is really important. And I'm glad that you are, have this passion in your work that a lot of people don't have or are still looking for. So thank you. Yeah. Well, before we wrap up, is there anything else you would like to add to the show, to the show or tell our listeners before we you go? know, I do. I have a little gift for the listeners. <laughs> and if you guys are interested, um, I have a fun little quiz <laughs> that you can take. <laughs> it's free. It's I call it my funometer. Um, so it's a basic personal fun health assessment. So you can see where you fall on the fun scale. Are you overdosed on stress or are you off the charts fun? So you can find that quiz on my website, which is the doctoroffun.com. Awesome. And I will link it also in the show notes so it's easier to find. And I will be taking this after (laughs) we are done talking. Absolutely. I want to know know, where I'm at. (laughs) You've got to find time. I'll just say this to close. You've got to find time every day to incorporate some fun and laughter into your day. You re- And I have alarms going off in my phone to remind me because I work so hard and I know yeah. so many of us do. And so you've got to have that reminder to take a little break and, you know, just go watch something funny or it, follow me on social media. I have lots of fun stuff that you can <laughs> take a quick break. Awesome. I will. I will also, if you send me your handles, I'll go ahead and put that up there as well so people can find you quickly. Perfect. Well, thanks again for coming on to the show. Again, I appreciate talking to you. I appreciate the time you took out to talk to me. And yeah, I think this is going to help a lot of people out there trying to put together these great meetings. And again, if you don't know what you're doing or don't really know where to start, we you go ahead and reach out to the doctor of fun. She knows what she's doing. (laughs) I'll write you a prescription. Yep. (laughs) 